technology has gotten to the point where you don't have to have your entire team in one place. Um, some of the biggest right. companies like Automatic, who created WordPress, um, Buffer, who has all these social media tools. Uh, you have Envision, which is a UI UX app. They are all have remote teams. Envision has 700 remote employees. They don't even have an office. Envision is something. Uh, yeah, it, it, technology and, and everything that developers have done to brought us to this point had made the world smaller. It's just, it's, it's amazing, man. And I feel like, like growing this remote team and being able to correspond with my peeps on a daily is, is a great experience. The champ is here! Hello again, this is Marlon Avery, the host of the 100 Days of Code podcast. Welcome to season two. You have joined me along this journey with stories and life experiences from guest developers and myself. You may have noticed that the 100 Days of Code podcast name changed to Coding Life. Why? Well, I noticed each story was consistently producing a value that could be applied to coding and life. We couldn't be more excited to have you listening. On Coding Life, you will have a unique view on how developers manage their coding life journey. We couldn't be more excited. Stay tuned to this feed for more very, very soon. Guys, welcome back for another episode super excited you guys can join me again here but before we get started i like to give it up a, a special sponsor the marketing automation academy the marketing automation academy helps you improve your work-life balance by creating a process and automating your workload guys i'm telling you right now i have heard phenomenal things about this academy here i've taken a few courses from this individual myself if you guys want to check out more of this academy please check out john d saunders.co that's j o h n d saunders.co the link is also in my bio here on this episode description with a special gift if you guys want to go check it out please go check out the marketing Automation Academy. Hello, devs. Welcome back for another episode of Coding Life. Formerly, 100 Days of Code. Uh, hope you had a great day so far. Uh, fantastic week. Victorious month and just a rewarding year. Gosh, we got a special guest today. John. John Saunders, man. How you doing, brother? I'm doing good, man. How about yourself? I'm doing phenomenal, man. John, man, where where, where you at, man? Let the people know where, where you're at. I am in sunny South Florida in a, a little city called Pembroke Pines. It's about, I'd say, 30 minutes north of Miami, little suburb area. I'm at the home office right now, uh, just getting some work done. 
So you're, gentlemen, man, we're not too far from each other. And um, I know a lot of, we got a lot of people across the world and it's like that. And, and uh, I got a, I got a good friend, Travis. Travis is up in Colorado and they already have snow. So I just want to kind of rub that in his face. And it <laughs> <laughs> uh, may not be experiencing the, you know, the sunny side of Florida. Uh, but no, nah, it's, uh, it's good, man. And, um, yeah, man, it's done, man. How, how's, it, how's your day going so far? It's going good. It's going good. Got an early start today. Uh, just trying to go through all the task management uh, jobs that we have currently, uh, corresponding with the team and uh, getting stuff done, man. Got the windows open so I can see the sun peeking through. It's, uh, it's I can tell it's going to be a nice day. Yeah, for sure. John, are you originally from, from Florida? I'm actually from, I mean, well, I'm, I'm from Brooklyn, New York, right? But we left when I was six years old, so I'm pretty much a Floridian. I grew up in in Hollywood for most of my life, and uh, and currently in Pines. So Hollywood is like maybe 20 minutes away from Pembroke Pines, and so I pretty I'm pretty much a Floridian. I mean, I'm I'm a Dolphins fan, so. <laughs> mm. Is uh, do you got to give uh, medical attention? You know, to being a Dolphins fan, like you need a psychiatrist. <laughs> you do that. How how does this work? Listen, man, it's rough. It's rough. I'm, you know, I'm not a huge, I'm not a huge sports guy, but you know, I enjoy the games. Um, right. But it, it's been a rough like thirty years. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. Dolphin fans really have some real fans uh, because, yeah, and it's every year. Like this is our year. I'm like, right. yeah, yeah, man. Sounds right, you know. But uh, yeah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. So yeah, John, man. Tell me. Tell me something positive, man, that's happening with you. Like, uh, let's go to last week. Last week, last week. Let's see. So um, we we reached a benchmark in the business, which was awesome. And um, we actually surpassed our, our revenue year over year um, about a month and a half ago, which is, which is pretty sweet. So I'm excited about that. Um, and then we also hired a, a full-time designer who's on our team. Uh, just a side note, my entire team is remote. So I have team members here in the U.S. and a few overseas as well. And so uh, it, I think it's been a moment where, you know, you see things are really coming together. As an entrepreneur, you can be all over the place. There's a lot of things going on in your life, personal, business. But um, over the course of the last few weeks, we've had a lot of work, a pretty large workload. But the team has really, really been doing a good job of delegating and getting everything done. So, so hats off to, to them. And um, it's really come down to just creating process and, and delegating accordingly, man. So uh, I'd say the, the positive is just things going smooth for a bit. As an entrepreneur, you know, it's always bumpy. <laughs> so it's nice to have a few weeks of a lot of work, but things are getting done. Yeah, big facts. Uh, yeah, you, you do have those. I don't even call it roads. You got those those rough, you know, areas. You know, because it's never it's never a consistent road. <laughs> no, of course. You know, you you yeah, you you may go straight for a little bit, and all of a sudden, here comes a turn, here comes a U turn. Like <laughs> you know, like exactly. You know, you gotta you yeah, gotta turn like dips off into a cliff, <laughs> right? With with fire around it, uh, pit bulls. There's a snipe <laughs> on the roof. Like, <laughs> It's just, uh, you know, usually how it goes. Um, but, yeah, man, so, John, man, um, 
and I'll, you know, people are from already wondering. You say you have a team, remote team, uh, you're hitting, you're hitting goals and stuff. Uh, real quick, man, what what do you do? Let the people know what 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 do you do? What do you, what do you got going going on over there? No, most definitely. So I am a, a a digital marketing strategist. So I I help businesses build an online presence that drives leads, that drives sales, that helps them increase ROI. Uh, from UI, UX on website design, we also do a ton of technical SEO as well as social media. So we try to tailor our marketing strategy to the client as opposed to just having like cookie cutter um, services. And by doing that, we're able to create these bespoke products for clients based on their niche and, and what they're doing. So, you know, I have I have a basic <laughs> uh, coding background. You know, I started building websites when I was about 19. So about 10 years ago, probably 12 years more so. <laughs> um, I was building WordPress sites, man. And, and it, you know, that was back before they had a lot of the, um, the plug and play options they have now with plugins. So I was doing a lot of HTML, a lot of CSS. Um, and then once... WordPress started to release like these drag and drop interfaces. That's when I kind of moved away from the development side and more so the look and feel and the user experience. And so because I was able to to kind of work on these sites on the front end using WYSIWYGs uh, like Visual Composer, I kind of saw that, you know, development and coding wasn't my strong suit, but more so creating an experience and having that experience result in a sale or some type of conversion was what I was really passionate about. So it's, it's really interesting. You said, you know, development coding wasn't your strong suit. Now, let me, let me ask you this. If it's not your strong suit, why kind of stay in that market? Um, I'm, a, I'm a tech guy, man. I love technology. Uh, you know, it started when I was a kid. got my first Nintendo. I, I have always been a gamer on that technical side and always appreciated the, the advanced the advancement of technology, you know what I mean? So I, I've always wanted to be in that space. Um, and when I finally found a niche that I could prosper in where I didn't have to do development and coding because math, I mean, I took pre-cal in high school. I was pretty good at it, but I was never really excited about it. And so um, with development and coding, it takes a very, very detail-oriented person. And while I'm detailed, I like to more, more so focus on the look and feel, the experience, that results in a sale. So more like the psychological side um, as opposed to the development side. And, and so my hat's off to all the dev peeps out there that make these beautiful, amazing products. Um, it's, it's just, you know, it's, it's spellbounding to me. So I love being in this space. Um, I, I'm so happy that I get to work in it every day and work with like-minded individuals like yourself. So when you say it's not your strong suit, so what, like, how did you come to reality? There was a, so there was a moment where I was doing some development for uh, my mom's site. This is actually the first site that I built. Um, she was, she's a teacher. She's been a teacher for like 25 plus years. So she wanted to do some tutoring and I figured, okay, well maybe I can build her a website. Right. So um, I go online, I go on YouTube, I look up and I'm, I'm in school, by the way, I'm, I'm in college taking public communication. God knows why. I have no idea. I figured eh, I'll just get my degree <laughs> and, uh, and keep it moving. <laughs> and so public communication, it wasn't that difficult. So I was like, screw it. I'll just do it. Um, so, I, you know, I, I found WordPress and um, I took some tutorials, you know, I set up my hosting, I purchased my domain. Um, I purchased an existing theme and I'm editing the CSS on that theme. 
And when I'm editing the CSS, I'm just like, oh man, this is just a long process. You know what I mean? And it wasn't the fact that I was lazy. It was just that I wasn't passionate about that side of it. But when I finish the site and I'm doing outreach and I'm on social media talking to people and I'm doing the SEO on the site and ranking it locally, I'm like, yo, this is pretty cool. Like I can create this digital entity and I can use this entity to make my mom money. This is, I like this, you know what I mean? So I was, I really liked that part. And I didn't find a lot of, of satisfaction in the dev side, but once it was done and up, marketing it was, was a lot of fun for me. And I know it's, a, it's, it's kind of the opposite for a lot of guys in the dev space, guys and, and, and gals, I'd say. <laughs> right. And, and no, you're exactly right. You know, it is. It is op- opposite, you know, sometimes because, like, I know I'm one of those people, like, where I enjoy, you know, the, you know, the dev side and, the, you know, development side, you know, but as soon as I get some SEO, my skin starts itching. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> you know, and I can, I can push through it, but it's like, like you said, you know, like I, I, I might not get the same feeling that you get. Um, you know, and vice versa, and so that. But that's a good. That's a good indicator. Um, you know, if you're actually doing what you love, you know, with it. And so, uh, so yeah. Let me ask you this, uh, John. Um, with let's say here we go. Let's say I'm I'm a developer, and uh, I'm a developer, and you know, I just love to code. I'm going to build our product, at the product, at the product, at the product. Um. How important is the SEO to this journey? Uh, it's it's crucial, man. I mean, I, I think that um, <clears throat> where a lot of companies kind of miss the mark is they don't have a good relationship with, or they, they haven't fostered a relationship with the developer or the development team and the marketing team. In a lot of ways, these entities are working separately when they should be working together, right? Um, mm-hmm. Because developers can add so many different components and so many different layers to let's say app development but then mm-hmm. you need to be in correspondence with the marketing team because the marketing team needs to be able to structure that so that they can frame it well when it goes to market um, for example with with app SEO you know a lot of a lot of people don't realize that you can actually optimize your mobile app to show up in organic search on the app app store or the Android app store mm-hmm. sorry the Google Play mm-hmm. Store. Um, and so you can actually add layers to that by writing a specific description, by changing the title of that app when it goes live, by adding uh, keyword attributes to the app when you submit it to Apple. So there are all these different components that a developer would probably have an understanding of, but then the marketing team can be like, hey, you know, we did some keyword research. These are the keywords we think would work well. The developer can say, ah, that one's not gonna work, but this keyword is perfect. Let's go ahead and use it. So it's it's more of a, a relationship, and I know that sometimes devs and marketers clash. But I think if, from the onset, if you guys, if, if if you can marry both of those, put them in a room and let them <laughs> sort out their differences and really come to an agreement. <laughs> important going live because a lot of times, you know, you have these developers that create amazing apps, right? And these apps are live on the app store. But if there's one, two million plus apps on the app store, it's going to be hard to differentiate from the competition without, you know, that marketing component. Big facts. And I sense? have, okay. cool, yeah, cool. no, for sure. Um, I have 
hands-on, uncomfortable experience, exactly what you said, you know? So, you know, when I was making my own app, you know, with Cure, um, you know, I had to kind of like take some time and look into, you know, what you just said, it, you know, the, uh, the SEO, um, um, you know, for the app store. And man, everything you just said, from keywords and everything, and then watch this. You get another day, you got to look at keywords from different countries. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Your, your, your keywords stuff that may work in the U.S. and stuff may, may not be the best from, you know, like Mexico, you know, or some other place. Like it's, you know, so you kind of really got to take those time, you know, and stuff and look at it. And so, yeah, man, I, 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 and that's, that's, I knew for sure that, uh, like, yeah, this is, uh, but I, I still pushed through it. I was like, yeah, man, this is a tough one for me. <laughs> you know, but <laughs> I still pushed through it. I mean, I'm, you know, I don't think I had, the, you know, the best results from it, man. But, yeah, I definitely still have to take that time, you know, to learn it. Because, like you said, man, it is it is crucial, especially, too, when you have – I don't care what your app does. You have competition. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, your, your, your app – at this point, your app is definitely not the first of its kind. You know, it's no. – yeah. Yeah. And it comes down to, you know, just like you said, it's not the first of the time, you know, Uber wasn't the first um, ride sharing app, but they did it the best. Right. And then once they, of course they had a ton of funding, but that's a different <laughs> story. Um, but yeah. They just, just, they just another round too, which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. They, I think they're valued at like 120 billion or something like that. I saw you. I can't spell 120 billion. <laughs> that's a lot of commas. Man. <laughs> right. That's a lot of commas. Right, for sure. So, um, so John, how how many? Uh, what, what does your team look like? You so you got a lot of uh, remote people. So, what is it? What does your team currently look like right now? Yeah. So, so we have we have seven team members, um, and and everybody has expertise in a, a specific space. So, we have a full time graphic designer. We have a, a full time project manager who also uploads content and, and has uh, wears a few hats. We have um, a pay-per-click manager that handles all of our Google AdWords campaigns. Uh, we have a full-time developer, and then we have an account executive and a couple of virtual assistants that help with um, like uh, research and, and Excel. So um, half of my team is here in the States, and then the other half is, is, is offshore. And so what we try to do is use online tools to help us you know, bridge that gap between us and, it's, and it helps a lot man I'm, I'm a big proponent of I, I'm not a developer per se but I definitely have that technical mind because we're always um, leveraging APIs and and automation tools to help us expedite a lot so for example we use Asana for task management we use Slack which is the team communication app for all of us to uh, talk about projects and discuss what's coming up and so we have an API poll where anytime a job gets created in Asana that job automatically gets pushed to individual in Slack. So that way they get an instant notification of when that job, uh, what that job entails and when it's due. So um, we also have APIs between Facebook lead ads and, um, and our Excel sheets. So we try to use a lot of these technical aspects to, to um, expedite jobs and make it easier for all of us to feel like we're in one place because technology has gotten to the point where you don't have to have your entire team in one place. Um, some of the biggest companies like Automatic, who created WordPress, um, Buffer, who has all these social media tools. Uh, you have Envision, which is a UI UX app. 
they are all have remote teams. Envision has 700 remote employees. They don't even have an office. Envision is so Yeah, it, technology and, and everything that developers have done to brought us to this point have, have made the world smaller. It's just, it's, it's amazing, man. And I feel like growing this remote team and being able to correspond with my peeps on a daily is, is a great experience. So, let me make sure this, and, and hopefully you can you can answer it. Give me, um, you know, give me. I guess let me see. I got right Give me your your best or your favorite, your favorite experience when you took in the client, revamped whatever they was doing, and the result of what happened once you got that done. Oh, absolutely. So um, I'll give you the most recent one. I actually looked at this morning. Um, they are a, uh, what's it called? So they do protective, the protective shields for vehicles, for cars. Um, it's kind mm -hmm. of a niche. That sounds fun. Yeah. So what they do is they put like this clear coat on vehicles. It's like, it's kind of like an app screen, right? You have your uh, um, screen protector. It's mm -hmm. kind of like a screen protector for like high-end cars. So let's say you have a Tesla, a Lambo, a Ferrari. Um, they came to us a few months ago and they're like, listen, you know, we want to get more leads. We want to drive more traffic. So first thing we did was we redid their entire site. We did about 40 pages of content, um, all written. So thousands and thousands of words. We essentially uh, converted the website from, hey, you know, we sell these automotive shields to, hey, we're a resource. We can give you all the information you need to make an informed decision. And so we had services about contact, we had location pages, we had a glossary, we had uh, um, FAQs and different resources that people could read. The main reason to do that is because you're building this resource and you're making this website more so a guide so people can come get the information they need and then they're most likely going to contact you for uh for that so once the site was live we did extensive seo set up backlinks um we did a lot of uh more technical seo so making sure all the schema i know you guys know about that as well a lot of the technical aspects were set up properly and then we started to create even more content get social shares and more and now They've uh, they actually just closed, what was it, 10, 15 cars in about a week span. Usually they're doing oh, wow. about that in a month. So we've already increased their their output. Um, they're actually on the on the cusp of hiring another individual to do these installations. And so it really came down to in the beginning, and this is again like a coding mind, kind of assessing the entire landscape, seeing what they needed, being able to provide the tools to get that done, and then being able to scale those efforts over time to increase their uh, their lead acquisition. Problem solving. Yeah, it's problem solving. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So we're actually, you know, we're actually more alike than people think. <laughs> right. <laughs> and um, Go ahead. Oh, sorry. And, and you know, there's a, I feel like with, uh, with devs too, that, you know, especially with marketers, you know, when someone says they're a marketer, they're like, oh, you know, it's kind of like a car salesman these days. You know what I mean? Even though we're moving towards like Carvana and more automation uh, tools, shout out to all the devs out there. <laughs> um, you know, there's a misconception with marketers. Well, not a misconception. A lot of marketers are pretty, you know, shysty. Uh, that, you know, they're just trying to go out there and get a buck. When, when in reality, when you can marry the dev side with the marketing side, you have, you have a recipe for success. So I got a two-part question here. Uh, let's say, you know, most of our listeners here, you know, are developers or anybody being developers. Um, 
So you created here a digital um, agency. Um, what if if uh, this is this can be a, a nice kind of plug for yourself, but <laughs> how could somebody create their own digital agency? Uh, what, what would you say be just like some overview, a nice little steps of how they can get started? Um, that's a great question. So are they if are they on the dev side or on the marketing side? If if they're so if you have like a, a coder developer, we'll, we'll do both. Yeah, do do the dev side first, and then we'll do okay. Okay, so if they wanted to start their own their own agency, first thing I do is probably um, niche down. So, you know, I know there's developer. You have full stack developers, right? Then you have developers that kill it on WordPress. You have developers that are that are kill it with Ruby. So, what I would do is niche down to a specific focus. So, if you helped like a lot of say restaurants build their apps, you could start with, hey, we build restaurant apps that get consumers to to you know, purchase online. And this is just generic. You know, I know that, you know, I'm, I'm just thinking out loud. And so right. you specialize in restaurant apps, right? Now, a lot of people will think, oh, you know, you're, you're setting yourself up for failure because now you're only going to be able to help restaurants. When in reality, once you get a few restaurants under your belt, now you can leverage those as case studies. So let's say you have two or three restaurants and listen, they don't have to be these huge restaurants. You just make an amazing user experience on that, um, that app. You promote that app. And then what you do is you take that and you create robust case studies. I can't tell you how many times a case study has gotten me in a new client because it shows your proven uh, track record of success. So let's say you have that restaurant app, that restaurant app is done. Now what you do is you create a case study. You say, this is how we created an app in four weeks, got it live and got users in the Pembroke Pines area to buy pizza from this local shop. And then what you do is on that page, you have different screens from the app the user experience, you can use like, you can set up a GIF or some type of image file to do that. Uh, maybe a video introducing it, uh, specific bullet points and details of the things that you've done. And now you have this beautiful case study that you can leverage moving forward. So now anytime you reach out to a restaurant, you say, hey, this is the case study that we did. Now, as you get more restaurants, you're building your repertoire. Now you can kind of build outwards, right? So you help restaurants. Now you can help local businesses. Now you can help, um, maybe attorneys, and then you can start to diversify your portfolio. But I think when you niche down, it's easier to kind of have a focus as opposed to being broad, because then you can always branch out because you're starting at the ground floor, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, no, it does. And so what about from a, uh, a marketer aspect? A marketer's aspect, you can pretty much start uh, similar. You know, one thing that I that I always struggled with, which I'm, which I'm kind of coming into my own with is, is kind of niching down in the marketing space. You know, we were basically helping anyone from, and it's helped me because it's kind of diversified our portfolio as well as our case studies. You know, I've worked with um, lawyers, real estate agents, uh, business owners, B2B, B2C. So I've, I've experienced all of them and, and, and driven leads. I've had a lot of successes and of course failures as well. But in most cases, I'm able to kind of transfer my skills across uh, the board. So, you know, now I'm kind of working in reverse where I'm trying to niche down now. And I think I'm kind of finding that it's kind of happened naturally because we've, we've been helping a lot of um, businesses, especially like people of color, uh, build their, their, their marketing entities and their online uh, successes. 
and it's just kind of happened that way um, by <laughs> by accident. So, you know, with that being said, that's helped me kind of focus my efforts and and really carve out a piece for myself. Because when you can niche down, now you're becoming the thought leader in that space. So back to the app developer who just does restaurant apps. Now you can say, hey, we strictly help restaurants. So one, you have an itemized process that you can bring across to all these different businesses, right? You base it's it's basically the same across the board, right? Okay, we get the menu, we get the images, we get this, we get that, we set it up. So now you already have these um these uh these these automation tactics set up and ready to go, right? So now when you're going to a new restaurant, you say, hey, this is our exact process, this is what we do, we've done this 10 times, and now you can scale your efforts and become the thought leader in this space. Oh, you need a restaurant app? Go to Marlin. That's his thing. So it helps you differentiate yourself from the competition. So you just gave me the pros of starting with, you know, starting niche. What about the cons? Yeah, what are the cons of starting? If uh, trying to like, trying to go, I'm just going to have everybody. I, I want to, you know, if you're a singer, you're a restaurant, if you're a construction place, if you're you know, whatever you're doing, I just want to have everybody. What are the cons of doing that? Uh, I think um, it, it can, one, it can become overwhelming, um, especially from the dev side. I know devs have told me that, uh, or coders have told me that um, sometimes they're working on a project and they have to switch, right? It, it can be a lot because you're literally switching code languages to another language and, you know, it could take a, some time to get acclimated. And is, is that true? Would you say that that's so true. You gotta switch your whole mindset. Like exactly, exactly. So if you're ha if you're doing all these different projects, and you're let's say you're doing a WordPress website, then you're doing Magento, then you're working on a custom web app. It can be overwhelming, especially if you're starting out and you have all these projects and you have to keep switching back and forth between them to get the job done. So that's one uh, one con, uh, I'd say. I, I say that's probably one of the biggest cons. And then also. Uh, you're just, you're not really dialed into a specific tactic. You have to keep changing it. And that's one thing that we've had to do, you know, in creating these automations and thank goodness we have like a lot of internal videos and things that I've created, but it's hard sometimes to say, okay, we're working with this client. This is our strategy. Let's switch to this client. Okay. Now we have to diversify the strategy and change it because it's not, it can't be the same across the board. But if I just work with roofing companies, I can literally replicate that 30 times. And so you can scale faster because you can have a smaller team. You can have two or three people and you can still be doing a million plus in revenue because your strategy is so regimented across the board. So I have, okay, another two part question. Um, okay, let's say, okay, here we go. Um, I'm, my name is Chris. Uh, I'm, this is, a, this is a fake call in here. This is our first fake call. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, uh, John, man, thanks for coming on. Uh, everything's really helping what you're saying so far. But I have a question. Um, how can I, maybe I don't necessarily want to run the business, but I definitely want to get the experience and work for the business. Uh, number one, how can I work for uh, you, John? And the second part question is, how can I position myself to look uh, attractive so that you want to work with me? Gotcha. Um, that's a great question. I'm, going, I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, that's, that is a great question. Uh, so I would say, I would say definitely sign up for a lot of the freelance websites. 
there's Upwork, there's Freelance, uh, the, sorry, Freelancer. Um, those are the top two that I like. Uh, what I would do is get on there and start to do kind of smaller one-off projects because then you can build your portfolio of work, still make money and still practice your craft. Mm-hmm. And then um, you can approach agencies on kind of a project basis to be like, hey, you know, what do you guys need? What are you looking for? Uh, one, I'm local, you know, I can come, I can talk to you, we can discuss your ideas and, and what you're trying to accomplish. And so I think that would be a good uh, strategy, kind of just to get your name out there and, and get noticed. Okay. Um, so, like, and I guess, I guess is that, I guess it's kind of asking both questions uh, right there. Um, okay. So, if, so you're saying pretty much build my portfolio and then, you know, be able to, to approach the agency. Um, let me ask you this. As, as as the agency, what do you look for when you're looking to hire? Are you looking, I guess it's the same question, but are you looking for quality over quantity? Uh, quantity over quality? What what are some things you're you're looking for? Um, that's a good question. I I like to exact. I like to see quality over quantity. Definitely. Um, I, I like to see coders that have. Uh, like a like a little bit of UI UX experience, um, or more so UI experience, because if, if they have like that eye, that's definitely a, a trait that I look for. Because you know you, it, it's it's hard to find a truly full stack developer, but I try to find more so specialists that focus on, on a couple areas because I feel like there there are coders out there that are deadly in Ruby or deadly in in WordPress custom design that that can just kill it right that's their focus that's what they that's what they work on so i like to find devs that do that because uh the websites we build i mean most of them are wordpress you know we do shopify for um like smaller stores we do magento for larger scale stores um and we and we we do custom design completely custom design in mobile desktop and um responsive but uh, you know, that's on the more so the design side and we marry them with, with the developer. So I look so, I look for more so for, for coders that are, that, that have that look or that, that can create a good look and that have a few solid projects. It doesn't, they don't have to have, cause you've seen some coders that have a hundred different projects, but the projects look okay. And then you might have guys that have two and they just look amazing. Mm. So it's, it's not even more so about like, this guy has 10 years of experience and this guy has two. It's more about, Hey, what do you, what do you bring to the table and how can you, um, you know, how can we, cause my thing is, you know, with, with a coder, we want, we want you guys involved in the project. And, you know, I know that coders like to do their own thing and be not, not secluded, but very focused on what they're working on. Cause they have to be right. They have to be able to have that, that, and I want to provide them with, the freedom to be able to do what they do. Um, so John, uh, we got another caller in. This is uh, this is Derek from Idaho. I don't know why I said Idaho. Anyway, um, this is Derek <laughs> from Idaho. John, thank you for coming along, man. Um, um, John, man, I got a question. I, I'm definitely getting started with uh, building clients and stuff, websites, everything. I just had a really, really big client approach me. Um, 
and they're really, really intrigued with, and they want me to work on their project. Um, I do believe I can get it done, um, but I'm definitely afraid that I could mess up. This is the biggest client I've ever had with the most amount of money. Uh, what What is your suggestions? What, what do you think? Do I think I should maybe kind of like take some time and you know tell them no, just kind of go build myself up a little bit more, or just take it on and figure it out along the way? Hmm, it's a good question. Um, I think in the beginning, you should definitely vet the product, uh, project to, to see if it's something that you think you can, can complete on your own. Um, reason being is the the worst thing you want to do is take on the project, be midway through and, you know, not sure how you're going to complete it. Now you're, you're making the the project length longer. You're making the process longer, and you're feeling like a, a, you're feeling overwhelmed, right? So I think to properly vet the project in the beginning is the best bet because um, I've seen that happen before, and it can be it could be a lot, and it could be a strain on your business. So um, maybe what you do is you create like a twenty five point checklist of everything that a project needs. And then what you could do is if you wanted to partner up with someone to help you with that project, um, kind of price it out in the beginning with that, 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 um, that additional person helping you out. So that way you can bring in additional help if you need to, and the client can agree to paying that amount before you bring on the project. Mm. Great advice. Derek, fake caller. I hope that helps. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, that's uh, that's really really great advice. Um, you know, because I think I've, I've experienced that myself, um, where I have you know maybe accepted a project, taken on a project, being part of a project. I'm like, yeah, I have no clue how this is gonna happen. But you know, but it's it's and there's to be honest, there's times there are times where I shot away from it. Um, yeah, and there's times where I took it on. I end up figuring it out. Um, and I think you kind of do, you know, and, and you got to do some, you know, really, I, I think you kind of got to know yourself and, you know, you know, know your skills. And if, I think if you're, if you have to learn a few things along the way, which is, uh, that's normal. You know, you, you're not going to know everything about a project as soon as you start. If you learn a few things and stuff along the way, then that's fine. You know, but if you have to learn everything along the way, <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh yeah, I want you to create a newer network. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, man. give me two days. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, yeah, but you know, it, I think you kind of got to do some self discovery and kind of know, um, but also be prepared for a challenge because you know, it always is a challenge. Exactly, and there always will be a challenge. Exactly. You you definitely want to. You don't want to say, "Oh no, I can't take it. I'm not gonna," you know. But you really want to properly vet it. And if you need additional help, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, I've. I've done projects where it's like, you know, I'm not positive, but I'm like, okay, well, let me bring in someone additional to help me with this and price it out accordingly so I can compensate them and still be able to bring on the project. Because that could be the project that changes your entire life, right? That could be the project where you can use it as a case study and say, hey, I worked with, uh, you know, Publix and we did this amazing app integration and, and just look at this. And then that puts you in another stratosphere. You know what I mean? For sure. I, I got a... I got a, a dev, developer I talked to. He he built a piece of software and sold it. He just sold it for a quarter of a million. 
Jeez. He was he's right. Every <laughs> uh, time he was he was on the fence about taking you know taking it on at first. You know, wow. it's like you never know. You know, yeah, and you, if, you know, know if the money's if the money's good, you know, you can get you can build out your team essentially. Right. What for and for him, this he he originally built the software for a, a different client and then uh I, I guess like not a competitor, but somebody else kinda like wanted something similar and but to kinda add on and stuff to it. And so he said he was on a fence about it and he said, well, all right, whatever, you know. And so he started working on it and then then they told him, say, Hey, if you can Speaking completed, this is the price they're willing to pay. Boom, quarter of a million. <laughs> That's crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. See, but yeah, they, they, I mean, they know he's they know he's talented, and that's the thing. Just you, if you're in the right spaces, you know the right people. You can build your team and be able to leverage everybody. And then you know, if you got if he gets that he got that one project, now he can go after others with that same team. And be able to like you don't know scale it out because if a, if you're bringing on a guy and he's getting paid or compensated x amount of dollars that could be like okay well that's going to take a good amount of time uh you start to bring in multiple projects they might be like hey let's just build a an agency <laughs> yeah we're you're, you're charging a quarter man i wish i would <laughs> and, and i know that you know that i mean that i mean but for some people that that happens you know, that's, this is kind of like their space and, you know, what they work in. But, yeah, well, I, I got some I got some work to get there. I mean, I got to I need to get there. Um, but, yeah, so, so John, man, um, there's, there's something really interesting about this, uh, you know, about this uh, agency thing that you got going on. You, you do a little teaching, too, don't you, John? Yes, yes, uh, most definitely, most definitely. I um, I'm a big advocate of providing value. Um, I started my, my YouTube channel about three years ago. Um, and we have about 80 to hundred videos on there. And it's, it's really just about value-based marketing content. So how to really do things like set up your Facebook ad campaign to, to, to do audience insights, um, and how to do technical SEO. So it's really about actionable stuff as opposed to, Hey, you're doing social media, you need a social media Facebook page because you need to post once a day. Like that stuff everyone pretty much knows. But I try to provide more actionable tactics. And um, actually it's funny, I have a web, uh, web development course on Udemy that shows you how to build a WordPress website um, using front-end development. And uh, we have about 1,900 students, which is pretty cool. And um, I, I started that about two years ago. And then I just launched my marketing automation academy uh, about three months ago, where I go over all of our different job templates, our workflow, how we use Asana and Slack. It's essentially like the the agency blueprint for for running and, and managing a, a remote team. Hmm. Famous plug. <laughs> we'll put it in. We'll plug it in. Oh, oh no, that, that was that was my plug. I don't want to. <laughs> no, 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 for sure. No, I mean that's why I, I, I thought you were going to answer. I thought you were going to leave this earlier. Um, oh, <laughs> and uh, not so definitely. Now we'll we'll put that uh, we'll put that we'll put that link in there in the in the show notes so you guys can check that out. Um, and especially if you're interested, like you said, in creating your own digital agency, um, you know how to get things going. And so. Uh, so John, man, what messages, man? What, where, where can the people find you, man? Where, you know, how, can they can they reach out to you? You know, or yeah, man. Listen, you, if, uh, if you guys, you, 
Are you in I'm the a, world here? Where you at, man? <laughs> <laughs> I'm an open book. You can hit me up on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, just just do John D is in dog Saunders. That's S A U N D E R S. Hit me up. Ask me marketing questions. Um, I always check my DMs, and I always respond back within a few hours. Um, I'm a, I'm a big proponent of providing value and, and really carving uh, uh, my piece of my piece of the pie using value and, and being able to give back to anyone that asks questions regarding marketing. So hit me up. Um, I'm happy to answer your questions and you can check out my website as well at johnbsaunders.co. I have a few free guides on there as well that you can download, um, especially the blog action guide. We have about a thousand plus downloads on that. It just shows you how to get your content out there for free without spending a dollar. So check that out. And, uh, yeah, man, that's, uh, that's pretty much where you can find me. John D. Saunders, pretty much everywhere. Let's look for a, a, bald, a bald black guy with glasses, uh, head abnormally large, and uh, should be able to should be easy to find. <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. Um, yeah, and so yeah, we'll we'll link all of that too in the show notes and stuff. You guys can check it out, um, and um, we'll 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 plug all this stuff in. Um, but John, man, it's been a absolutely uh, pleasure. It's been oh, Marlon, pleasure. thank you for having me, man. I appreciate it. I'm glad we connected those uh, those few months ago at, uh, at another broken egg. <laughs> yeah, man. We um, man, it was a few months ago. It's it's funny. I got I got fussed at um, because I, I had a friend that like literally worked around the corner from that. You oh know, wow! I, I didn't I, I didn't let that person know um, that I was in town, and so. But I will be back because it's it's a good breakfast spot. So man, John, we're gonna have to link up again and you know get some uh, get some more food over there or try or try something different. You know, matter of fact, we went to that uh, we went to that uh, what was that uh, that bar place we went to? Uh, we went to oh the pub. Yeah, the pub over there. Uh, what was that? At? That was that was in Pines too. That was in Pines too. That was good. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, man. So we gonna have to keep it going, man. We have to. And uh, choose a different restaurant every time we link up. And, Most uh, definitely, we'll, we'll do something random other than sushi. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, man, for sure, man. So it would definitely, definitely a pleasure, guys. If you don't follow me um, on Instagram, uh, so go ahead and unsubscribe. No, I'm just playing. Um, but yeah, now, if you don't follow me, my name is Marlon Avery. M A R L O N Avery on Instagram. And you got Code Podcast. Code Podcast on Instagram. Code underscore podcast um, on Twitter. Um, so, so guys, um, shoot me a message. You know, question, um, suggestion. Leave a review on the podcast uh, on iTunes. I think most of the, most of our listeners here, man, are on iTunes, which you should be. No shade to the Android developers. I mean, not developers, listeners out there. Um, but yeah. But no, so uh, leave a review. I'll leave an honest review. What you think? How you feel? Is this helpful? Shoot John a message. Check out John's class along with his social page as well. And guys and girls, until next time, we're out. All right, guys. Thank you for having me, man. <laughs>